Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast and class today is dedicated in loving memory of Sami Syed Alava Shalom. Leilui Nishmat Shalomo Ben Rivka Alava Shalom, sponsored by his son Isaac Syed. You know, it brings back memories. My father, all the time, whenever we would be in a car, they would, and they would shortstop. Anyone who is, has a father who is not from this country, who's from Halab, and then they shortstop in the car, the hand comes out, right? And then there's a line that comes out of their mouth. Either it's Allah Sayed, that, that was, I used to get that a lot of time, right? You get that as well? Allah Sayed. Or Shem Shem Nasev Natsliach, right? Those, these lines that came out in these moments of stress, you would see the old school people, the, old, the OG, they had such emunah, it would boil up. Allah Sayed, God will help, right? That's what they would say. So, Baruch Hashem, what a zechut it is we have today to have the class sponsored um, by, uh, by Isaac uh, in memory of his, uh, of his father. So I want to just share a magnificent idea. You know, I, I, I recently became aware of a very interesting practice, and I wanted to share something interesting about it. The, um, the, the other day, maybe the other month, I don't even remember no more, Corona me, makes everything melt together in a time, some sort of weird time loop. I was invited to a... I don't know, Sam, you ever been invited to a karet party? Karet party. I was invited to a karet party. The guy was, no, I'm not sketching. The guy turned 50 years old. You know, it's now his 50th birthday. So now he survived karet, because they say 50 years, right? So now it's his karet party that he's moving on, that he's living longer than that. I thought it was a little bit of a weird thing. <laughs> it was not George Soros, no. I was, not, but I was invited to this party. I thought it was a, uh, an interesting thing. But the guy was partying, celebrating, because karet means a person is cut off early. So if he survived 50 years, now he's, a, he's uh, that means that he, he, got, he lived past it. That was his, uh, his item. Also, I don't know, like, I, don't, I kind of feel like you're tempting fate. I think the guy's going to be cutting the cake, boom. You know, and it's gonna, like he, he miscalculated a couple of hours or something. You know, I would wait until 51 if it was me, either way. But point is, Rabotai, so there's a very interesting, there's a very interesting thing, because we, we just read about this on Yom Kippur. The Pasuk says if a person doesn't fast on Kippur, and the, a nefesh that does not, is not to keep the inui, v'nichreta, nefesh, that person is cut off, so to speak, uh, 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 from, from their people. So I read an amazing, amazing, amazing idea, which was a big chidush to me. Because again, I've always heard this idea. So yesterday we mentioned this concept. Baruch Yesterday we mentioned this concept, concept of the Midrash Tamuhatan Huma, where the Midrash says, Take for yourself on the first day of Sukkot, Rishon Lecheshbon Avonot, the first day for the reckoning for the counting of sins. We mentioned and explained a little bit what that idea means. But I want to share with you something from the, from the uh, Maharsha, which I think, which I found to be tremendous chidush. The Gemara says in, in Moed Katan, the Gemara says, Bechamishim Shana, Zui mitat karet. That's the time a person is cut off before. In fact, by the way, there's a, uh, a fascinating bit of Jewish history where we're told about the children of Eliyah Kohen, that the descendants of Eliyah Kohen, every one of them, they had the punishment of karet visited on the house. So none of the men lived past 50. It's a big chidush. In fact, the Gemara says that there were two, uh, two Amoraim that came from the house of Eliyah Kohen. Abaye and Rabbah, okay? Not Abaye and Rava with an Aleph, Rabbah. 
Both of them came from the house of Eliyahu Kohen. The Gemara says that Rabbah lived a little bit longer uh, than his time because he lived he, with uh, a life full of Torah. Uh, Rabbah was the rabbi of Abaye, but Abaye lived even longer than that, um, even though he had this curse on him. Why? Because he had Torah and Chesed together. So that was a tremendous zikhut to protect him. The study of Torah and as well the study uh, of the, the practicing of Chesed that a person extends their life. You know, the, we, we, uh, we're taught that a person... When they're kind to somebody else, Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives them uh, or yamim. Specifically, which uh, kindness is a person blessed with orech yamim for? In order that a person's life should be extended. Okay, so when a person honors their parents, then they get long life. There was once a guy who came to the rabbi and he said, Rabbi, look, I want to do the mitzvah of he says, but it's taking up so much of my time. He says, I can't learn as much, I can't pray as much, I can't spend as much time. The rabbi said, don't worry, keep on doing kibudavayim for your father and your mother. He said, but rabbi, what about the time? He says, you'll have more time. <laughs> right? So it's true, it takes up more of your time in the short term, but it takes up longer time, So in the long term. So what does a person do if Barmanan, their parents are, are not with us? So if someone loses one parent, then the, the concept is that they focus their energy of kibud avaim on the re, on the remaining parent. Ever, even more so than before, they dote upon that parent because although a person really is usually focused on their own loss, they don't realize that their loss, even as a child, pales in comparison to the loss that's felt by a spouse. Because although there's a tremendous love between parents and children and siblings and whatever. It doesn't compare to the soul connection of, uh, uh, of two people who's, who were two halves of one soul. So number one, they show kavod and honor to the, to, the, to the mother or to the father that's remaining in this world. And through that, not only did they do, did they do kavod for that parent, they're also showing a tremendous kavod for the parent that's already in olam ha'emet because they're honoring their spouse. If someone buys my wife a gift, Right? Of course, I also feel like I'm indebted to them. Right? If someone buys, don't buy it too big, then you make me look bad. Right? But if you, what's it called? If someone buys me a gift, my wife is also happy. So that's a tremendous element of kibud avaim. But there's another element of kibud avaim, which is what Isaac is doing today, actually, is uh, to think of the person's neshama, to try and catch another kaddish, to try and sponsor something, to try and learn some Torah, to try and do something. Because I read the most unbelievable midrash. The midrash says, that when a person, someone passes and they go to the next world, even if they passed away earlier than their time, so bar menan, if they, maybe let's say they're not in the best place they could be, even if they in got Gehenam, or if they in got Eden, but on a certain level, what happens? A person in this world mentions their name in the positive state, they do things in their zechut. The Midrash, I have to show you this expression. It says, Lokhim, they take a deli, they take, so to speak, a bucket, and this bucket is full of mayim hayim, of the purest water in the very heavens. And they pour it on the nishama, so to speak, in Gan Eden. And the soul rises unimaginably. It says, kechetz, like an arrow from a bow. It's shot through the heavens, so to speak, to levels that it could not have imagined. Unbelievable. He eats the nishamas, the, the Midrash says. The soul gets to eat from the etza hayim, these concepts are beyond... The, the purvey of this class and in fact beyond the purvey of my own mind. I'm not an expert in Kabbalah, but listen to these words. The soul gets to eat from the Etzah Hayim 
and visit, it says, the many tables of all the great tzaddikim. He moves around between the great tzaddikim in Gan Eden. When someone in this world is doing something uh, on their behalf. So there's a fascinating concept over here. Even when someone is, uh, is, is cut off earlier, then they can still achieve tremendous things. But listen to this, Rabotai. Still we're wondering, what does this mean? Rishon Lecheshbon Avonot. It's the first day of the reckoning of sin, like we asked yesterday. You can't sin after Kippur, between Kippur and Sukkot. So listen to this. So Tosafot... <clears throat> Over there, in the, in the Gemara that I just mentioned, the Moed Katan, he quotes the Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi Diyek. The Pasuk says, what does it mean? How did the Gemara know 50 years as Karet? He says it learned it from this Pasuk. We say this in the Tefillah. Our life in this world, Shiv'im Shana is 70 years. Dal Esrin. Take off 20. We know up until the age of 20, a person doesn't have mitabi deshamayim. They're not judged up until the age of 20. Even though they are responsible for their deeds, but they don't get harsh punishments from shamayim until they're uh, what's called the bar onashin, someone who could be punished. So how did the Gemara know that karet is 50 years? Because if you take off 20 years that they don't judge him in shamayim. So 50 years from 20 is is 70 years. This is a tremendous chidush, this Tosafot. Because who told Tosafot that the 50 doesn't include the 20? What it comes out is, according to this Tosafot, up until the age 70, when the Tefillah says 70, it's talking about everyone who's get, with karet. That means that the average lifespan of a person or a person's normative lifespan is even longer than that. Okay, so this is the question on Tosafot. But if that's the case, with regards to this concept, the Mahashah says something unbelievable. He says, how does this idea work? And this is really the crux of what I wanted to get to with this class, an abstract idea which I think is very powerful. The Mahashah explains, what does this mean? Take off 20 and you're left with 50. He says the Torah says that a person works his field for sh- seven years. Seven years. Shemitah, 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 Shemitah. Until finally he gets 49 years yo- is the seven cycles of Shemitah. What happens in the 50th year? Yovel. Each person is Shav el Achuzato. They return to their portion. That cycle of the Shivim Shana, of the 50 years of Yovel doesn't only represent a person's agricultural reality, but rather also represents a person's cycle in his life. And in fact, our Chamim tell us that these seven cycles that a person goes through in his life, in childhood, again, think about this idea that the Gemara, when talking about Sarai Imenu, which says she was 127, 100 like 20, 20 like 7, and that 7 is the first cycle, the pure innocence of a child. The second set of cycles takes a person roughly to bar mitzvah, to becoming a man. That third set of cycles takes them roughly again to the 20-year p- period of baron Hashim. Again, so as p- a person's going through their life, there's different tikufot, different stages of their life, and each person needs to understand that those stages are not supposed to be similar. So when a person experiences a big shakeup in their life, they're going in a different direction. They're getting married. They're having children. The children are growing up. The children are moving on. He moves on from his business. 
Even if a relationship changes and a person finishes with a relationship, they start something new. The cycles of life is a normal thing for a person to go through so that by the end, he's shav el that's the 50th, the end of the 50th year. According to that, the Marashah says, this 50-year cycle described in Shemitah and Yovel describes a person's life. But in a microcosm of that, where else do we have this 49 and then 50? With regards to the counting when the Jewish people left Misraim, there's a, a counting of 49 days, exactly the same situation with seven day cycles, week cycles in the uh, in the counting of Sefirat Omer, and finally on the 50th day comes Shavuot. Says that according to this, the Maharsha something unbelievable. He says that if you count, we said that the concept of this lifespan of a human being is 20 days, is 20 years, excuse me. And then 50 years, correct? So he says, let's imagine that now as well, transported over to the days. The creation of a human being happened, the creation of the world, excuse me, happens how long before the creation of a human being? Six days, right? If Rosh Hashanah, sorry, if, uh, um, if, if the beginning of the year is the day that human, humankind was created, Hayom Arat Olam, we're talking about the creation of Adam Arishon, right? So when did God create the world? Six days before that, right? That means that there's a machloket between uh, the Tanaim. What day is Rosh Hashanah? One opinion says the world was created on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And one says, one opinion says the world was created on Rosh, on Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. But either one of them understands that you go back to the 25th of the month before, and that's when the world was created. So if you hold, like we would normally hold, that the beginning of the world was created, it, it was is Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, so 20, the days that the, human, the world was created is 25th of Elul. If you go that, with the opinion that the world is created on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, so then it goes back, before Nisan, what do we have? Adar, the 25th of Adar. It turns out, Rabotai, that if you're counting it from Nisan, the, the period is the 25th of uh, Adar. Count 20 days from that, you get exactly, exactly what day, the 15th day of the month, which is Pesach. Count 50 days from that, you get exactly what Shavuot, okay? So the concept works exactly 20 and 50. But the Mahashah points out that think about it the other way then. If we're looking at it through the process of Rosh Chodesh Tishrei being the creation of the world, you go back to 25th of Adar, count 20 days. What's the 20th day, which represents the person becoming 20, the first day that a person is responsible for his sins? That comes out to the first day of, of Sukkot. Fascinating. So you have, again, this idea, Rishon Lecheshbon Avonot, turns out exactly this day. Why am I mentioning this, Rabotai? I'm mentioning this to bring across a point which is much bigger than karet, the 20, the 50, the cycles. I'm mentioning this to bring home a very deep point and concept in Torah and mitzvah observance. Many times you look at a mitzvah and you see the mitzvah and you think, oh, this is why I do that. This is the reason why I have this, uh, this mitzvah. Take a look for one second. You know the reasons why you do blow a shofar. 
we've all seen the many different ideas associated with it. We know the many ideas associated with shaking lulav and etrog, with sitting inside of a sukkah. But once you see a piece like this from the Maharsha, you recognize that the days of the calendar represent the periods of a person's life and rectifying and doing those mitzvot properly can bring kapara to his 20 years of life, can bring kapara and long life within his 50 years of life. Suddenly we understand that this, so to speak, this document that has all these different touch points, it looks like, I don't know if you've ever seen the inside of a cockpit of a plane. You look at this, uh, what's it called? At this plane, right? And it's a bunch of little tiny buttons and dials. Imagine a dib walks into the cockpit in the middle of the flight with a hammer. And he starts smashing every button, smashing every, what's it called, every switch. You know, and the people come to him and say, what are you doing? You crazy person. What are you out of your mind? The guy says, what? It's a bunch of pieces of metal. I hit this button with a hammer. You want more metal? I'll get you a piece of sheet metal. You can replace. You're like, dib, we're flying a plane now. The but that little button, all it does is it covers wires, circuitry that actually keeps the plane in the air. That switch that you knocked out, that was how we were gonna land. Now we can't land. Doesn't help that you're gonna get me sheet metal later to replace it. Rabotai, the mitzvot are like the inside of that cockpit, and they keep our lives humming along properly. And each piece is deep and connected and, and using circuitry that we cannot see or even imagine. But yet we have to understand and believe that that is pr- the process. Kihem chayenu literally ve'orech yamenu. The Torah is literally our life and the cause of the length of our days. May God allow us to connect to each mitzvah with the most beautiful of sentiments. May God allow us to connect the Hadassim, the Aravot, the Etrog. You know, I just saw recently a, a meme online. It was uh, I was actually cracking up. I thought it was very, very funny. You know, but again, everybody has a different sense of humor. For for a rabbi, rabbis like you know rabbi jokes. And I, I still re- <laughs> I still remember I was looking at. It, I thought this was brilliant. It said, you know, everyone is always making fun. Uh, how do you call it? You're making fun of the various things that we don't necessarily or quite understand. But sometimes when you look at it with a little bit of a deeper eye, you begin to understand it, you know, properly. After hearing about the Aravot symptoms, no ta'am, no taste, and no smell, the Lulav and Hadassim were both placed in quarantine. People now understood the wisdom of the Etrog, who had been self-isolating in a separate box the whole time. You know, sometimes you look at these things and you begin to see a model for our life. And this is a joke, but when you begin to see that something actually represents the way you are living your life, suddenly you think, oh my gosh, um, there was more here than meets the eye and I should be taking it and every opportunity to do the mitzvot uh, as seriously as possible. May God bless us uh, to be mekayim his mitzvot and learn his Torah properly. Baruch Adonai